This edition of The Wellness Prescription is brought to you by Healthy Planet, your source to healthy living. Welcome to The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia. I'm Tina Cortez on 105.9 The Region. Good morning. Good morning, Tina. How are you? I'm good, thank you. We've got another jam-packed show. You've got a couple of guest experts coming up. But what are we talking about today? Well, I thought we'd switch it up a bit and talk about men's health, a topic that is not very often discussed. And I feel like some men just choose not to, but really should address the issues that men face as well. And why do you think there's that reluctance to talk about men's health and their specific issues? I think men just don't take the time. I think women are just take take more time to inform themselves, to want to feel healthy. We talk about women's health so much more and men just don't do it. They just feel like talking about their health is a cop-out. Maybe it shows a sense of weakness. I don't know. All I know is that I get a lot of questions when I'm in a room with a client or with a patient, but then on the outside, it's not much. there's not much discussion around it. And I know you're going to take a deeper dive with your guests a little bit later on in the show in terms of specific issues for men's health, but what do you deal with? in terms of your own patients. So I feel like what happens is there becomes a time in a in a man's life where they can't do the things that they were doing previously. So they can't play hockey and they can't golf and they can't do the things that they were doing before without having pain or discomfort. Now, I try to explain to them, it's not abnormal. It just means that you have to change things up a little bit. There's no magic number that I see. You know, you can't say, I turn 50 and all things start to fall apart. Even though we tend to want to say that, (laughs) I just feel like we really do have to listen to our bodies and understand that you can't play sports all weekend and then show up at work for 7 a.m. meeting on Monday and think that you're not going to be stiff and sore. We have to work towards eliminating that and working towards a plan that's going to work for you. And what does that that plan include? So it includes really being diligent about stretching your body because as we get older, we start to uh, lose the collagen in our body, the joints start to stiffen up, the muscles get a bit tighter. We don't have as quick recoveries we did maybe 20 years ago. So that is the same for men and women. But one of the reasons why I want to talk about this is because women actually listen when I say to them, you must stretch more, you must take the time to stretch before you play a a sport or get involved in an activity. Men tend not to listen as much. So if you're going to be out on the golf course and you're going to play 18 holes, you really do need to prepare your body. You're not just going to show up and think that you're going to walk and swing for 18 holes and you're not going to feel pain tomorrow. And what advice do you have for those men who perhaps are in a bit of denial, who think that they can behave as if they were 20 or 25? That you're not alone and that it's not abnormal to need to switch things up a little bit. And if you want to continue to do the things that you love, it just requires a bit more of a conscious effort. So stretching, making sure that you're aware of what's hurting, and making sure you're taking care of it, and getting in to see somebody like myself or a chiropractor or a physiotherapist, getting a massage regularly, maybe engaging in some regenerative yoga. There's so many things you can do to keep the body loose and limber. And are there long-term effects if you do ignore those signs or symptoms? Absolutely. You get to the point where your muscles are weak, your tendons become weakened, you can get a strain, a sprain, you can get a tear. 
full thickness tear, partial tear. There's so many things that can go wrong when if you just took the time a few minutes before workout and after to to make the time to stretch, you would notice a big difference. Excellent. Okay. When Dr. Claudia comes back, more about men's health with a couple of guest experts. This is The Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Have a question for Dr. Claudia? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us info at 1059theregion.com. The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 1059 The Region. Welcome back to The Wellness Prescription. I'm Dr. Claudia, and this week I am joined by Dr. Dominic Galliardi, my husband, and orthopedic surgeon Dr. Jihad Abuwali. Thank you guys both for joining me today. Pleasure. Yes, thanks again for having us. So before we begin, I promise, Dr. Abawali, you won't be refereeing any arguments between my husband and I, that I can guarantee. We got that out of our system before getting here. But before the break, I mentioned to our listeners that we'd be discussing men's health and fitness. And this is such an important topic and is not discussed enough. So I thought we'd spend the next, you know, segment talking about how important it is to keep healthy for men as well as for women. So... One of the questions I get a lot is, should men who have been active or have been athletes all their lives change their level of intensity uh, to avoid injuries as they get older? Yeah, well, I think it's important that if you can remain quite active, if it's through intense activity or weight-bearing activities, that you should do so. Uh, Unless your body is telling you otherwise, it's important to keep uh, the strength and endurance up in in our muscles. Um, that being said, if you do have a chronic injury or trying to feel some aches and pains in your body, that may be a sign that it's time to switch to lower impact activities just to protect yourself from injury. And so now, is there, in your practice, is there a magic number when things begin to change, like physiologically? I, I don't think there's a magic <clears throat> number exactly, but I, I do think that once uh, we're seeing more middle-aged men, perhaps in their 50s, um, come to my clinic that they do present with some different challenges and injuries um, than we would see in a younger athlete. So around that age is when we do start to make some changes when required. Now, Dr. Galliardi, so in your practice, do you see many men who have injured themselves because their workouts are too intense? Absolutely. Uh, even when referring from pre-pandemic to pandemic uh, uh, times, Pre-pandemic, I was seeing more high-end elite athletes uh, as opposed to now um, seeing more of the weekend warriors. Uh, these are these are men and uh, that, you know, I'm not going to stretch. Uh, there's no need. I don't have time. And so I'm just going to go and start weightlifting and running and cycling. And then they present themselves with uh, quite a bit of sprain-strain injury, uh, acute inflammation, also tears. And so we're starting to see more of uh, those kind of scenarios compared to uh, pre-pandemic times. And so you mentioned that those are the, thing, those are the types of injuries you'll see. Now, Dr. Abrali, what are the conditions that usually present to your practice? Because kind of what you do as an orthopedic surgeon and what Dr. Dominic Galliardi does as a chiropractor kind of work together. I find that, you know, you guys are great at interreferring for different things. What are some of the conditions that you see in your practice in men at around that 50 age? Yeah, I agree with Dr. Galliardi that we're seeing a lot of these um, acute inflammation, uh, sprains and strains, 
especially if there's some underlying degeneration of the, the joints and muscles. Uh, for instance, I'll see a lot of rotator cuff uh, problems, tears or tendonitis, Achilles, tendonitis, things that um, often are injured with repetitive uh, micro injuries or repetitive overuse. So, look, okay, just for listeners, explain to listeners what would be a tendonitis. What's the difference between tendonitis and um, tendinopathy or something or ligament strain? What would be the difference? Just for listeners to understand that a little clearer. Yeah, so a tendonitis refers to an acute inflammation of the tendon structure, uh, tendons being attached to the muscles. Um, And so these can be injured uh, acutely from a strain or strain injury. Um, when it becomes more of a chronic inflammation, we call that a tendinopathy. Um, so sometimes we're seeing a bit of both in patients, but when it becomes chronic overuse or chronic injuries, then it becomes more of that tendinopathy classification. Um, so it reduces quite a bit uh, of those uh, injuries in middle-aged men, especially leading to more towards that, that chronic side of things. And so when we're talking about creating like a tendinitis, are you like if somebody's, you know, working out at the gym and all of a sudden does like, you know, a deadlift or something that is just sudden, abrupt, like movement with intensity, is that something that may cause a tendinitis? It certainly can. Um, you may get an acute strain or sprain of a, a ligament or muscle that's going to create a lot of inflammation. And if that inflammation does persist, um, it will create um, what we call tendinitis. Um, but uh, again, you know, if it becomes more chronic, whether it's had repetitive injuries, then it uh, becomes a tendinopathy. Excellent. So, Dr. Galliardi, I was going to ask you a question. So, what recommendations do you have for men who might have pre-existing conditions like that, like arthritis or ligament tear or something like that? Well, I, th- I think the most important thing is to make sure uh, a warm-up is is within the routine. Uh, you know, uh, simple things like uh, jogging on a spot, uh, jump roping, gentle stretches, all of these uh, sort of are very important in helping uh, reduce um, injury. Uh, And, uh, you know, people with arthritis always have to keep moving just to lubricate the joints uh, and sort of uh, prevent any further injury moving forward. And so if you have a patient who has inflammation, so Dr. Wabawali, we, we both, like I said, we both see kind of the same conditions. Obviously, you get into the surgeries and, and all of the regenerative and reparative stuff. But if somebody were to present with you with an, infl- an acute inflammation of a tendon, what would be your recommendations? What would be some treatments that you would offer? So it, it's really uh, we have to work in a stepwise fashion to first bring that acute inflammation down. Um, so avoid the, the triggering events or events that are causing this inflammation. Uh, rest the joint, rest the muscles. Um, try and bring down the inflammation with ice, uh, sometimes compression or anti-inflammatory uh, medications. And then once that acute phase has settled down, we have to start to rebuild the integrity of the joint, rebuild the strength, work on the range of motion, and that's usually with a dedicated physiotherapy uh, or rehabilitation protocol. And this is something that we see where we do uh, modalities like ultrasound, IFC, laser, uh, ice. Um, and then we, these are all to help bring down inflammation. And then we increase uh, range of motion mobility and then go on to strengthening uh, using band uh, exercises. And 
I have uh, quite a bit of people uh, in the last couple of months that have referred to Dr. Abuali, uh, especially for uh, PRP. Uh, I think uh, there's a lot of people with partial tears that uh, uh, orthopedic surgeons definitely can help uh, repair. Um, and maybe that's something that Dr. Abuali can sort of elaborate on. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, sure. So I, I do see a lot of uh, tears um, of muscles and often we can try and treat these without surgery. Um, so if they've been, um, you know, in a good physiotherapy or chiropractic program and they need a bit of assistance, just um, kind of getting more results, then sometimes we'll try injection therapy such as PRP. Uh, so PRP is platelet-rich plasma, which is using the patient's own blood and uh, basically purifying that blood sample to extract some of the growth factors and the playlist that we can inject back into the joint or into the muscle tendon uh, to create a better healing response. Uh, so it's a nice adjunct to use in addition to a rehab program um, and try and avoid uh, surgery if, if we can. Now, one other question, Dr. Abuali. Uh, in regards to the PRP, is there other um, products that go within the, uh, within the solution, like a steroid or anything like that? Uh, so seldomly, we can combine it with a steroid or a joint lubricant such as hyaluronic acid. Uh, but most of the times we're doing or I'm doing PRP, I like to keep it uh, simple and straightforward and just use the, the patient's own uh, blood sample and platelets just to make sure we have a pure concentration and allow it to do its work. Oh, cool. Yeah. And so that brings me to, my, to another question. So, yes, PRP is a big one. I, I love the idea of it. I think it's very useful. But you mentioned the hyaluronic acid. Is that also something else that patients have the option of trying for shoulders and knees and other joints? It certainly is an option. Uh, hyaluronic acid is used for treatment of osteoarthritis. And so it can be used for any of the joints in the body. Typically, we are using it a lot for knee and hip. Um, but certainly can be used in any joint. Um, but it doesn't work for muscle tears or ligament injuries. It's more for the cartilage or the, the actual joint structure. And so you guys are both, um, you know, exercise fanatics and you're both very healthy and fit. So this question is going to be for both of you. So I'm, I'm a huge advocate for, of stretching, but how important is stretching for men, Dr. Abuwali? So I think it, it's very important, especially as we age, we know that uh, tendon and ligament stiffness increases, uh, which makes us more prone to injury. So as Dr. Stallard mentioned, it's important to first warm up, uh, running on spot, doing jumping jacks, and then stretching, um, not only to improve our performance during an exercise or a sport, but certainly to prevent uh, injury of our, of our stiffer joints and muscles. Yeah, I find uh, with myself as, a, as I'm getting older and starting <laughs> to hit my 50s, uh, uh, stretching has become a, a big part of my workouts. Actually, I, I, I do more stretching than working out these days just to keep limber and loose and uh, so that, uh, you know, also in terms of prevention. Um, and I try to stretch, and I tell a lot of my patients, try to stretch before going to bed. And uh, when you wake up for the first five, ten minutes, uh, uh, as soon as you get up, it's, sort of, it's a good way to start your day. I agree with that, and I'm sure, um, you know, most people notice the difference when they are committed to stretching, and now that you revealed that we're both close to 50, <laughs> um, it's fine. I'll talk about that as well, and we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, but I do feel that stretching is really important. I've been a huge advocate of it for years. 
So I have another question. Is it really a different, is, should it be different for men than for women? So women tend to do a better job at taking care of themselves, getting into like exercise, having a personal trainer. Should men do the same things that women do? And are women capable of doing the same things as men? Do things have to change for both of them? Dr. Abu Ali. I think there's not um, a significant difference in terms of having a great routine, whether you're, uh, you know, a man or woman, that you, you, need, a, you, need, a, you need a good um, routine to stretch and strengthen our joints. We need to do something that encourages cardiovascular activity, weight bearing exercises. And so whether you're a man or woman, uh, it's important to have that routine. I think it's easy sometimes for men to think that they're being physical, uh, you know, in their daily life, but not really having a a protocol or an exercise program. So I think men maybe need to focus a bit more uh, than women uh, who tend to make it as part of their regimen more so than men. Yeah, I find in my practice, I never need to sort of reiterate that to women. Uh, They just know that uh, it's part of the routine. They need to stretch with men. It's constantly visit after visit, please stretch, please focus on the stretching. Because I find that they're the ones that usually come in with severe acute pain and complete tears of shoulders uh, because, you know, uh, I don't need, I don't have time for this. I'm just going to go and start weightlifting heavy, heavy weights and get back to it like what I was doing when I was 19, right? <laughs> so w- with men, I find that I constantly need to re-educate them as opposed to women. Dr. Galliardi, what do you think about that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I find uh, back to my pre-pandemic times with high-end athletes, uh, we don't need to Uh, You know, they get bombarded and uh, stretching is part of their routine where those kids that sort of, you know, pick up uh, and play hockey on the streets or baseball at the Diamonds just for fun, uh, those are the the kids that we need to focus and continue educating them uh, in terms of stretching for preventative uh, reasons later on in life, yeah. Actually, that brings me to another really good point. So like a lot of our patients, men and women, They'll say things like, well, you know, I just, I, I just, you know, jogged, you know, today for like five kilometers. Like, how could I be in this much pain? It's like, well, you needed to, you know, stretch your body before, prepare it. And the question that comes up a lot is, you know, but athletes, you know, they can have an injury and they're back on the court in like within days. My, my point is that, sure, they, they can do that because they have a team of people taking care of them who are going to get their body prepared before, after, and in the event that they have an injury, their body heals that much more quickly. Is this a valid point, Dr. Abouali? I would totally agree with that. Yeah, I think, you know, athletes are constantly preparing themselves not only to perform, um, but to be able to, to heal if they are to get an injury. Um, it's just that constant you know, flow of training and stretching and having the proper nutrition that optimizes their body uh, for healing. So it's a little bit different if you're not a professional athlete where we don't have that same regimented program, but um, it does mean that we need to pay a bit more attention uh, to our bodies when we are doing something as simple as going for a run that we warm up properly, cool down properly, and stretch before and after, like you said. Dr. Abuali, in terms of, you know, men my age, uh, in terms of supplementation, is there anything that you promote in your practice uh, to help uh, with uh, flexibility, uh, restore range of motion, uh, prevention? Uh, In terms of, uh, you know, like a nutritional or dietary things, I think as long as you're having a, a balanced diet, you know, there's no need to necessarily 
supplement unless you have a nutritional deficiency. You know, taking a multivitamin is a good idea. But aside from that, I think it's more important that you just have, you know, a proper amount of protein and, and vitamins found in your diet naturally rather than taking supplements. Um, but if you do find that's a challenge, then a multivitamin is probably the best thing to start with. Okay. And lastly, in terms of reduced, uh, you know, as, as we get older, uh, uh, growth hormone uh, uh, testosterone in men uh, I'm, I'm assuming reduce uh, levels uh, does that uh, sort of um, lead to any form of injuries yeah so that you know your testosterone and growth hormone levels do decline with age in men and so that does um, in effect reduce our muscle mass and our muscle fibers in the body and so as we get a little bit weaker or, or our muscles atrophy or shrink that puts our joints and tendons at risk because it doesn't have the same strength to protect us. Um, so it is important to uh, maintain a good strengthening and weight-bearing program to try and maintain that muscle mass, which will uh, in turn reduce the amount of injuries we see. Oh, cool. And in terms of also, I, I see some patients that sort of say, oh, I, I belong to a clinic where I, I sort of look at levels of growth hormone and I have doctors that do injections. Uh, is that something that is advisable uh, later on in life uh, as men get older? It's not something that we would routinely do in the sports medicine world <clears throat> unless there was a physiological or, <clears throat> you know, a disease that was causing a low testosterone will go from a level. Um, naturally, there's going to be some decline in those levels, as I mentioned, which would be normal uh, male physiology, but it's not something we would routinely treat medically unless there was a more severe problem. So it's golf season upon us very soon. So, and I know that my husband is extremely excited about it, and I bet you are too. So what tip can you provide, or a couple of tips can you provide for all the men out there who are dying to get back on the golf course? Well, what I see a lot of in my, in my practice is shoulder injuries, and a lot of that comes to light when anyone tries to get back into golf, and it's been a bit of a slow winter, and they haven't had as much you know, activity. So I, I'd always recommend a good rotator cuff um, strengthening program with, with band work, um, flexibility and mobility work before you start playing 18 holes. Uh, because I do see a lot of injuries um, that are related to golf, mainly because we haven't kept in good shape over the winter with our shoulders. So that'd be the one thing I'd highly recommend. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Dr. Abuwali, Dr. Galliardi. So, Dr. Abuwali, if patients want to get a hold of you, learn more about you, how can they do that? So, I'd encourage them to log on to my website, www.torontosportsdoc.com, or you can find me on social media at Toronto Sports Doc. And Dr. Galliardi? Yeah, email address, uh, website is www.chrehab.ca or on Instagram at chr. Excellent. And I'm Dr. Claudia, and you can find me on Instagram at Claudia underscore Michaela or my website, ClaudiaMichaela.com. That's our show for this week. For previous broadcasts of The Wellness Prescription, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. Thank you for listening. The Wellness Prescription was brought to you by Healthy Planet. Order online at HealthyPlanetCanada.com or go online to find a location nearest you.